and we are back with another episode of Boss Your Business. And as you guys know, I am all for building businesses around your life and not the other way around. And reading today's bio and a little bit of background, guys, this episode is going to be fun. Today, I have die Hoch. Actually, see, I pronounced that German too. Hoch. You did. Which, you got it. Which, by the way, guys, Hoch means up, hike. Yeah. You guys, you know me. I'm a squirrel moment. Dee started her career helping as a community outreach worker through educating others on HIV, STDs, and Hep C, which I can attest to that. There is way too much miscommunication and misinformation about that out there. You also worked in healthcare as a procedure scheduler, HAPSI grant manager, mm -hmm. and a learning and development team lead. And you are now the owner of Fire Within Coaching LLC. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, that bio there already tells us my favorite question of how did you get here is going to be quite a loaded question because <laughs> that's a lot. That's not an easy job right there. It is. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for having me on here. My, I have never been one that traveled the road the way that I was supposed to, right? Like, you know, my, yeah, it, I just, I'm not a traditionalist by any sense of the word. I like to try new things and keep trying it. I like to say I throw spaghetti at the wall. I'm Italian. So I throw spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks and then go from there. So I really started my career in community outreach and just want having that deep desire to just help people in a way that was unique. And that spoke whenever I would be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm working in, I go into the jails, I go into the detention centers, the substance abuse clinics. People would look at me and be like, what? Like, why? Like you talk about that stuff all day long and yes. And it was because I knew that I was making a difference. I was making a difference to individuals who didn't really have a choice um, in a lot of the, their circumstances. And they were just trying to make the best of their circumstances. So I really stepped in and was like, okay, how, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but how can I help you reduce the harm that you're going to have on yourself? and reduce the harm that you're going to have on others. So that's really the focal point of my career really is I want to help people, but I also don't want to be that person that's going to tell you how to live your life because I myself am in no position to tell anyone how to live their life, right? Like none of us are. And <laughs> that's when I really started just listening to people and listening to people's stories and just appreciating where they came from and recognizing that we're all different. My parents are Italian immigrants. So coming to this country, I always grew up with that limited belief system of you do what you need to do to put food on the table, right? Like oh, you're in that survival. Do I though? Yes. Do I though? Yes. You're Ooh, in that survival. Is, my audience knows we had a couple of those conversations lately. It's been interesting. The guests that are coming on my podcast Yes. And how they are timed because I am on a personal journey for certain things and, and all the stuff. And you now saying, are we though? Do we really yeah. have to do everything to bring food on the table? And I'm like, 
Thank you, universe. I heard you again, really, because that's, that literally has been yeah. a conversation in my circle of friends where it's, no, you are putting yourself into a level of energy, yeah. into a vibration that's a low frequency. Now, suddenly you are saying, yeah, I only get five bucks an hour, but I need to put food on the table. What yeah. kind of energy does that put you in? Exactly. And what we don't understand is we get so in that mindset of do what I need to do to put food on the table, which a lot of times, yes, you do have to do things that you don't want to do, but you have options and it might not always seem that you have options and society certainly doesn't help you with your options. But a lot of my work now that I do is reminding you that you have the personal power. If you don't want to work that $5 job, an hour job, which I don't blame you, but if you don't want to work that $5 a, an hour job, don't use the excuse that it's because you have to put food on the table. There's plenty of other jobs. You might just not like them, but there's plenty of other ways for you to get out of your circumstances. And I think that we, as a society, we don't, internalize that power right we give our power away and we say oh society tells me i have to do this society tells me i have to do that society can tell you all they, they tell us a lot have to conform yeah exactly it tells, like society tells us a lot because of society because i listened to society i ended up with a breakdown i ended up at my rock bottom where i was like I was going to school full time. I was a mom full time. I was a wife. I was a friend. I was a mom. I, I was all of this stuff. And it's just, oh my gosh, I'm worried about putting food on the table. I can't even eat because I'm so stressed out or I'm eating too much because I'm stressed out. So it's really, it's a mindset thing. It's how you look at your circumstances. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm also a really big sucker for energy and frequency where it's like, I've personally been going through this lesson of, no, I'm not going to settle for this. I'm not going to settle for clients telling me that I am not allowed to have boundaries when working with them just because they didn't time their stuff right. Right. And don't get me wrong. It has not been easy to say no to certain things, but it put me into that bracket of I have my boundaries. I know what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to allow. Universe mm -hmm. is going to test me. It's going to be like, oh, look, I have some nice money. Believe me, I was some nice money. But I didn't even realize till I yeah. said, no, I'm not doing this. Just how much it stressed me out. And I didn't even start working with them yet. I'm like, let's let's not do that. Let's not do that. Yeah. Our self-sabotaging selves get involved because then we say we need this. So what is it the big picture, the long run that we're worried about? Or are we worried about the immediate need? And normally it's the immediate need that we're worried about, right? It's what am I going to get right now from it rather than waiting and doing it the right way. But again, the right way is that's perception, right? That's perspective. Who decided, who decided what the right way exactly. is? There is so exactly. many different ways. And it's like, it's never just black and white. It yeah. never is. It's, mm -hmm. we are building our own gray. So you already touched on to one of your pivoting points in your life where you had burnout pretty bad, which if I saw that right in, in your submission was like the turning point. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. What happened and what happened in, in your mindset internally, externally, what happened in that time frame? 
Yeah. So thank you. So it was this time last year, actually, that I realized I had that moment where I was like, what the F am I doing with my life? Really? What am I doing with my life? I'm miserable. I have my calling. I know what I want to do. I want to be a coach. I want to help people. I want to be out there changing lives and helping people gain their personal power. But here I am. I feel like I still don't have personal power. And it's because I was in the wrong career. I was in the wrong career and I convinced myself that's that mindset, right? I convinced myself that I have to have a full-time job paying the same amount or more before I can quit, which makes sense. But my husband and I, we were prepared for it. I just wasn't in that mindset, right? We were prepared for it. We would have to just budget things differently, cut things out differently. And I, so I don't, I didn't technically need a full-time job, right? I just needed space to be able to breathe and get my head on straight and figure it out what it was that I wanted. I knew I wanted my own business. I just didn't, I just knew I'm not happy. And the problem was, I was in my own way. I was in my own way. And I refused to see things differently because I was like, this is the path. This is the path that I need to do to get to where I need to be. And it turns out that it wasn't right. So when I finally hit that point and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I'm just not happy. I'm making myself miserable in here. And I quit and felt this just weight release off of me. And it was Honestly, just because it was really the weight that I put on myself, right? Mm -hmm. the, the expectations, the limitations, all of it. I just let it pile and I just carried it around like a big box of rocks. And then I, when I finally put the, those box of rocks down, I felt like I can actually breathe. And then I was like, you know what? Who's D anyways? I don't even know anymore because I've just been so burnt out and just operating on that burnt out spectrum that I didn't even really think outside of that. So then I spent a few months and just figured out who I was. I worked a little, I started my, my business and then I just figured out who I wanted to be and how I wanted to represent really did some branding. And then in January, I was just like, let's do this. And I just hit the ground running. So tell me who is D and what does she do now? So who is Dee? So Dee is a empowerment coach that loves to help people. I love to connect people. One of my individuals that I'm working with, she says that I'm the binder. I'm the glue that takes people and puts people where they need to be. So a lot of that for me is based on psychological safety and is helping organizations be psychologically safe. And I also keep in mind that it's as much as it's the organization's responsibility to make sure I have a psychologically safe environment, it's also my responsibility to make sure that I'm open to it. So that's where a lot of my coaching comes into play is I'm working with the CEO and talking about what they can do themselves to create that environment, but also talking to the employees the same question. What can you do to make it easier for your organization to provide you 
with that. Because what it comes down to is it comes down to communication. So we're all scared to talk to, to one another, right? I don't want to offend this person. I don't want to offend that person. I don't know how politics works. I don't, I don't really like my job, but I'm good at it. What does that mean? More work. We tell ourselves all these stories. And when we do that, it holds us back. So that's, that's who I am. I, I'm, I want to expose I that. <laughs> And for everybody listening, not seeing my face the last few seconds, this is one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on because he at Ask Evie, I have been really paying attention to specifically communication. I'm like, I have no divergent team members. We have health issues. We have anxiety. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming, coming and happening. And yeah. some of my community knows my head of content marketing. Now I fired her twice. Yeah. I actually fired her twice. And she twice. knows why we had this com communication because yeah. it's, she wasn't able to receive she wasn't able to ask either where it's like life happens we are creating content we are not having heart surgery here this is not a big deal but what i need yeah. you to do is communicate with me when you are going into a spiral when there is anxiety happening when you have a migraine all i need you to do is grab your phone and take five seconds and let somebody on the team know i'm out for a week i'm done yeah that's all we needed to know. But she was not at a point where she was able to do that and ask for that help. And we always had that open communication. We joke about it. It's like, yeah, I fired you twice. Now you're my head of content marketing. But bringing this, and I think it all comes down, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it all comes down to really just being able to communicate and not judge. Oh, where okay. it has been... It has been a growth phase on my team mm -hmm. because I do work a lot with the over in the Philippines where mm -hmm. the the whole character, the whole personalities are completely different. Like I dropped the F bomb, I'm out there. You're gonna know if I'm mad or if I'm happy or what the <laughs> heck is going on, right? Completely different. Yeah. And it's been it's been fun and interesting to watch them step into their power from this little bit timid and shy to mm -hmm. hey evie what the hell did you do there <laughs> my seriously kitty my va this month no yesterday she's like girl this yeah. week is content creation this is fine we are tabling this for now i'm like yes boss thank you <laughs> that's the way that teams really should operate is being able to honestly and openly discuss their challenges and and not only the challenges but the good stuff too openly discuss mm -hmm. all of it and knowing that the other person is not going to judge you and that's part of for me that's one of the reasons why i became a coach is because i knew that i had a lot of opportunities where i personally could improve and taking that accountability is the first step is saying, you know what, I'm not perfect and it's okay. I have room to improve and that's okay. That doesn't mean that I'm bad. That doesn't mean that I'm not good enough. It just means that I'm human and I have stuff that I need to work on. So one thing that I really needed to work on, at least in my opinion, was being able to really hold space and hold space to where I'm not 
just answering you, right? I'm holding space where I'm really listening to you, I'm listening to your words. I'm letting your words sink in. I'm not just trying to figure out what I want to say next. Because that was one thing that I had an issue with was I would listen to people, but because I have ADHD, it didn't always come out like I was listening, right? Because my mind was all the way here talking, you know, 12 steps ahead, which is great for me because I'm like, hey, look at me. I can have this conversation and really be invested, but still think 12 steps ahead. Maybe not to the other person. Maybe to the other person, it's like, yeah, I'm pouring my heart out to Dee right now. And she's talking about what's happening 12 steps from now. So it's really being able to be empathetic and understand that if you don't want someone doing that to you, well, you're talking, maybe you should not do that to them. And going back to how do we show up and what does it look like? And how asking each other, how is it that I can better communicate with you? Like with your staff member, hey, I, I see that there's been this incident and this instance, but I know that you want to be here and I know that you love this work. Let's talk about it. What can I do to help you? And it's really, it's the people performance. That's what it comes down to is how do we help our people as leaders? How do we help our people better perform? We help them better perform by being a human, by allowing them to be human and allowing them that space to make mistakes. One thing that was huge for me is I, I went through a long period of time thinking, I cannot make mistakes. I am perfect. I cannot make mistakes. The non-recovering perfectionist. Uh-huh. I know that one it, way it too. That's bad. It took me a while. I was like, oh, I'm just trying to be perfect. It's like, you know what? You know how much anxiety that causes you when you <sighs> have to be perfect? It causes you so much internal anxiety. And the way that anxiety comes out to other people is wow, I have to do this perfect for her or else maybe she's not going to like me. Maybe she's going to think that I'm a screw up because I'm not doing it perfect because her standards are so high. I feel that deep. Yeah. So with all of that, we talked about how you got here. We talked about your journey. We talked about what you're doing now. How do you work with clients? You at least right now, you're looking quite low on anxiety. You like you seem yeah. to be really enjoying what you do. Oh, How do you work with clients? Is it like one-on-one -on -one coaching? Is it group coaching? Is it yeah. different offerings? How do you work with your clients? Yeah, I, all different ways, right? I also, so I do own my own business, but I've also joined a new organization called Ignite Purpose. So I'm the... Currently, I'm the Associate Director of Growth and Performance. So the way I help people or organizations, all my organizational clients, I take through Ignite Purpose now. Because Ignite Purpose stands for what I stand for with an organization, which is all this that we're talking about. Through Ignite Purpose, I am we are new to the United States, so I'm helping roll out to the United States and really focusing on those larger organizations where my company, my, my company, I was only able to do the small organizations. So now I'm able to focus on the larger organizations and offer these assessments, offer DISC, because we do a lot with DISC, offer PQ. 
So PQ is a new thing. I'm actually new to PQ, but PQ is really something that the organization stands for. But also, if you ever look it up, are, are you familiar with PQ? Does not have not heard about that yet. No. Okay. I'm going to send you all the info because PQ talks about your self-sabotaging behavior. So what PQ is, it's, per, it's your interpersonal skills. And it's what inside of us, what self-sabotage people do we have? And I, I say people because they're like, they're little characters, right? What self-sabotage people do you have inside you, inside your brain that are stopping you from doing the things that you want to do? For example, one of my, we all have a judge inside of us, right? We're judging ourselves. We're judging others. No we're judging circumstances. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my judge, the name is Gargamel from the Smurfs. So Gargamel is my judge. So I can visualize Gargamel saying like judging people in my head and judging circumstances and judging myself. So now I've learned whenever I tap into that judge, I say, sorry, we're not doing that today, right? We're not going to judge people. We're not going to judge ourselves because what we're judging is we're judging it based on our past experiences. And if our past experiences were negative, then it's, we're going to be judging it through a negative lens. So by recognizing that we have self-saboteurs, we say, you know what? not playing that game today. And then we can tap into our sage. We can tap into our part that's not judging our part. That's more, you know what? Maybe there's a little empathy that we can give this person. Maybe there's empathy we can give myself. Maybe there's empathy we can give to the circumstances. So that's a lot of the tools that I use is I tap a lot into PQ. And I also, of course, will do the disc, disc assessment as well. And we really talk about just how do you use the people that you have? How do you fit the people that you have into the organization, not into a position? Because you might be hired as a data specialist, but you might not like data specialists. You might be an awesome creative person, right? I, I don't want to box you in. That's what we do a lot and where I completely agree with you. When I work on the side of business efficiency, it's like, yeah, somebody might have been hired for a specific position and they applied and, and got into that position because they are good at it. But yeah. that doesn't mean it necessarily aligns with their values or their goals. Now, right. diving into where I do NLP value elicitation and mm -hmm. personality profiles and all kinds of stuff from yeah. all different kinds of angles. Yeah. To get an idea about them and things they might not even consciously mm -hmm. know and yeah. tickle those out to be like, you know what? Yeah, you are great at this job, but it doesn't fill your bucket. You are just doing it right. as a job. I want you to be passionate right. and excited mm -hmm. to do what you are doing yeah. because I know I'm going to get better results if their job feeds into their goals and values. And it's like, we have been able to do this internally with my three team members, actually Love four, it. where it's like, they're excited to come yeah. in. And, Evie, I had this idea and can we do this? And can we do that? It's like, I love it. It makes life so much easier and running yes. a business so much more exciting and enjoyable. Yes. And they have fun doing it too. It's like, we, we are just all pulling into the same direction. 
That's one reason why I joined Ignite Purpose is because that's what it stands for. They're the CEO, Christina Foxwell. That's what she preaches is she preaches that hive culture where everybody is going towards one purpose and everybody has their own role in the way that they contribute and everyone knows that they're contributing and they can see how they contribute and how they fit into the organizational mission. And the purpose is not just words on the wall. It's the purpose is what we all strive for. And there's accountability if someone is not acting within that purpose, which is really the way that, which is what's missing in a lot of organizations is that accountability piece. When people act outside of the mission, and then we want to hold them accountable. It starts from the top. It starts from the CEO. The fish rots from the head. Yeah, it definitely does. That's where we are working right now on our vivid vision. That's one way to, to build out going all into the same direction. And you know what? I think there is no better high point to end off this podcast today because, guys, that was the mic drop right there. Do you tell everybody, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? How can they online stalk you? And guys, we only stalk in a good way over here. I like to joke about stalking. Yeah. Where can people find you? You can stalk me as long as it's in a good way. So I'm on LinkedIn. It's just dhoc, so D-E-H-O-C-H. And I'm also on Alignable, same thing at DHOC. You can find me anywhere, DHOC, really. And then also my email is DHOC, imagine that, at outlook.com. And then you can also, my website is not completely up and running, but you can visit ignitepurpose.com.au and that will get you to um, the global Ignite Purpose uh, website. Dee, thanks so much for joining me. And guys, all of the links are going to be in the show section again. Make sure to go check her out. Me, I'm all purpose-driven and I love me some personality profiles. I see you guys again in the next episode or hear you if you're listening online. Make sure to hit that follow button. Thanks so much, Dee, and bye, everybody.